T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Morgan Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocket can. So glad to have you on this Thursday. Thursday night football tonight, and it kind of uh, really kicks off, Perloff, the second half of the NFL season, yeah. right? So before that barn burner of a game, Carolina <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, which thankfully the spread's only two and a half. At least they're predicting a close game. Uh, I don't think Atlanta plays any other type. But... Before that gets underway, we want to make some big predictions for the second half of the yes. NFL season. Would you like to go first? Yes, I am going to go first. And I don't know how hot this is. I don't know how bold this is. But I think our guys in Tampa Bay are set up for a second half run. Okay. Now, they're four and five right now. I believe they lose this weekend. In Munich. For, in Munich. They're right there. To the Seahawks, who are somehow two and a half point dogs when they should be they should be favorite. I don't understand that because it's not in Tampa Bay. It's a neutral field game. Uh, Seattle's obviously a better team so far. So I think they're giving a little bit of a bump to that last game. But after that, the Bucks have a bye. And then everybody, except for Shaq Barrett and a couple other dudes, get healthy. They're going to have a healthier Chris Godwin. The young guys are going to understand things better. They're going to know Tom Brady's system. Kate Otten's getting amazing at tight end. But here is the key thing that I expect or would advise happen Bruce Arians you got to come down from that front office you got to put on a headset and you have to become an offensive assistant wait you have to not help, take over for Todd Bowles not take over for Todd Bowles and not even take over for Byron you have to get next stand next to Byron Leftwich on the sideline although he's probably not allowed by the NFL right now <laughs> you have to start the play calling is so bad if Byron Leftwich didn't have a Super Bowl win under his belt he would be would have to be fired they have no idea what they're doing because you know they can't run. Doesn't and Brady yet, have to wear that too, though? No. I mean, he's Why? One he's, of the, not playing, he's not play calling at he's all. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He has to take, he has, he should have the autonomy to audible to anything that he mm, wants. He's Tom Brady. I don't think, I think that's overstated the ability of quarterbacks to audible. It's a, totally a play caller. You think Tom Brady's calling a first and 10 run again and again and again? You think Tom Brady wants to live in, in third and nine? No, they're calling, they're trying to establish a run, and they think that they need to keep doing it, but they're not doing it in any creative ways, so it's a continual disaster. Second second and long run, first and ten run, again and again and Wait, again. Wait, so you think Arians is like, we're going to see him maybe in the booth or something? Like, I, it's going to be I, tangible I don't know that Arians it. is now back on the uh, on the scene? I think, I don't know if it does ha- I think Arians has to save Byron Leftwich from himself right now, because... He's just doing, he has Tom Brady and Mike Evans on this team. How can he be one of the worst offenses in the league? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Either you just stop running the ball altogether and you have Tom Brady throw it 70 times a game, 
or you figure out a more creative way to run. Because what is happening now? If you watch a Bucks game, it's it's painful. It is it, bad. It's utterly unbearable. Until Brady has two a minute and a half yeah. with no timeouts and pulls Brady magic again, like he did last week. He against did the it Rams. once against a team who's in even more disastrous shape than they are. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate disaster. There's just way too much talent to be this bad on offense. And yeah, definitely. And I know everyone in Tampa Bay is blaming Leftwich too. He's definitely persona non grata there. I, I don't put it on Brady because I don't think Brady ever called plays. I know that they can audible here and there, but if he he would not call these run plays because it's it, they just can't do it. But he's a huge part of, of creating the game plan for the I, for the week. Do you, really you think, think Brady? So? You think they're handing Brady the game plan? It's like, hey, yes. Jock, go execute even, it. Yes, no I don't even think he's in town. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be because he's got other stuff going on. I always, I mean, we could act. We should talk to some former football players. Do you know this Peyton Manning audibling at the line? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers does it too. Yeah, I've heard he had his two or three choices that are set by the offensive coordinator. But he's People are part- making it sound like he's drawing out the play and is seeing the defense and drawing up a play. He is basically getting two or three calls from Tom Moore, and he's executing Okay, it. but don't you remember all those stories about Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and they used to sit yeah. on Fridays and go through the list of, here's the plays I want, here's the ones I don't want. Well, of co- If it's happening for Drew Brees, of course Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they have a huge say in the game plan. Uh, It'd be crazy for okay. them not to. So, what's changed from last year? There's the one... offensive line. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The offensive line and Brady's 45. And so... Brady it, looks... Brady's arm looks pretty his good. His arm looks fine, but like... His arm looks good, but it's... I think that's a little too much to overcome what, so far. They still have half the season I mean, to go. the real change has been the run game. It, it's at a historically bad pace. It's I think the, that's also because the offensive line is not good. I don't know. I feel like their offense is so predictable and so stuck in the mud. Uh, I think Bruce Arians has got to get in there. I know Tom got him fired, so that's probably a (laughs) sore point. But somebody's got to light a fire. If they lose in Seattle, I mean, they'd be four and six. Normally, that's a situation where at least a coordinator would get fired. One of the coordinators. So, I don't know. I think Todd Bowles coordinates the defense. He's not going to get fired. First-year head coach. So, somebody, something's got to change. I expect them to get desperate at four and six and make a big move of some sort. Or maybe OBJ, something. You got to get some fire in there, but their schedule's pretty easy the second half. That's a, a, back to my point of why they're going to go for a run. They're going to they're going to feast on this NFC South. Yep. I I think Atlanta almost beat them last time, but is Atlanta really in it for the long haul? I don't know. Uh, uh, they're a fun team to watch. They run the ball in fun, creative ways. Mariota, you know, is fun to watch when he's doing that that kind of thing. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, I think the Bucks are still going to win the division. Sorry, I'm just thinking yeah. about if you are someone in Germany, and this yeah. game's in Munich, right? And you got Tom Brady coming, and I know Tom Brady is world famous, of course. But say somehow you didn't, you didn't know, right? And you just saw a picture of like the big board of Geno Smith and Tom yeah. Brady, and you watch, and you're like, man, this Geno Smith yeah. must be one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. It's like, no, no, it's the guy on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> right how out. crazy is that? You know, uh, next Monday somebody is going to be uttering the sentence in German. Mom, I want a Geno Smith jersey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Geno deserves the moment. He definitely does. Like he could win over everyone in Germany. Yeah, I mean, everyone in England thinks that Travis Etienne is the greatest running back <laughs> in NFL history, yeah. which he is, by the way. I'm a huge Etienne fan. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, Geno could become a superstar there. They have they have no idea. Right? I'm assuming not. Germany, I, I did read that Germany, NFL is more popular there than England. I it's, think there's a re- there's obviously a, a reason they think there's a market there. So, of course, there. I know there was, like, remember NFL Europe? I think there was a, a team in there Germany. There were three teams. The, the Rain Fire, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. 
They, uh, I think Munich Do you know the team? other ones? Uh, the Berlin Wildcats. <laughs> that is a lie. There's definitely the Rain Fire. That, that, that's such a great I think it's name. Kurt Warner played for one of them, right? Yes. Uh, I think Cologne had a team. Is that Germany? I think Stu, that's you Uh Okay. I, I guarantee there were three teams. I remember this. Cologne Centurons? Okay, Cologne is, is, is France. Is that in Germany? Let's see. I, I don't think I France. I thought Cologne is in France. Okay. C-O-L-O-G-N-E. It is in Germany. It's in Germany? Oh, yeah. man. And what's it? Berlin? Did Berlin have a team? Berlin Thunder. Berlin Thunder. Did and I the just Frankfurt say Galaxy. The wild oh, and the Frankfurt Galaxy, yes. And the Rain Fire. And yes, the Hamburg Sea Devils. I believe Hamburg is also German. Yeah, yeah. Hamburg's definitely in Germany. Yeah, Germany loves the NFL, and they're, soon they're going to love some Geno Smith. <laughs> All right. That'd be so funny. <laughs> what's your second half prediction, Maggie? Hit okay, me. second half prediction, and this kind of pains me, but okay. It's been really bad for the Cleveland Browns, right? Things have not been going well for them. Their record is three and five. Now, they don't get Deshaun Watson back for another three weeks, four weeks, however you want to look at it. They're on the bye week. Uh, They were just on the bye. They play Miami uh, this week. Then they're at Miami, at Buffalo, then Tampa Bay. Then they get Deshaun Watson back at Houston. Nobody has remembered that outside of Cleveland that Deshaun Watson is coming back. This has been such a back burner topic, Perloff, because I think we're all burnt out about talking about all the despicable things that Deshaun Watson is accused of doing back in Houston. However, taking away that, which I know is very hard to do, and I'm not minimizing it at all, but he is going to be coming back Sunday, December 4th. And while it may be too late for the Browns to go on a run where they could actually make the playoffs. I think by that time, I think they've dug themselves in a little too much of a hole and the schedule over the next three weeks is tough. But from Houston on to week 18, that is six games. Four are against teams that have losing records. We know that the Browns play the Cincinnati Bengals very well. So it'll be Houston at Cincinnati. They play Baltimore. They finish out the season, New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh. I think that the Cleveland Browns are going to get close to a 500 record, probably like uh, eight and nine, something like that. And I think they are going to be the story going into the offseason because I think that for as awful as what Deshaun did off the field, I think on the field we are going to be reminded about what a great quarterback he is, and it's going to make us think differently about the Browns as the season ends and going into next season. Okay, so three and five, you don't think that they can – maybe steal another win or two with Brissett and get back in the playoff picture? I think they might be able to steal another win. I mean, depends what's Josh Allen look like. You know, they have to go to Buffalo. They go to Miami. Miami's such a hard place to win. Um, Tampa Bay at home, maybe you can get a win there if you really disrupt Brady. I mean, they have the defensive line to do it and try to get in his face. But I think they're going to become a story, and it's going to become one where, like, they gain some momentum. Yeah. Ending the season. They might – I think I think it's probably too late for them to make the playoffs, but I think it's going to be. I think the Browns are going to be a story. Interesting. I think you know the one thing is he hasn't played in so long. Yep. It, it's impossible for me to imagine that Deshaun Watson is going to look sharp after two full years gone. As sharp as Jacoby Brissett, who's been running this offense for the first twelve weeks, he's never thrown to a single one of these receivers in an NFL game. Listen, I totally understand what you're saying, but he has been at practices. I know that's not the same, but. He, when, before we left off here, yeah. he was a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah, and I think and we're underestimating what it means to get that type of a weapon back. I, I think the Cleveland's a flaw. I mean, okay, as great as he was, they were, what, 10 and 6 at the peak of the Houston era. I don't think the roster. And won a playoff game against the Bills, a big comeback. 
that was fueled by him. I mean, come on. That team was not did not ever sniff a Super Bowl. No, 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 not that. But, yeah. I mean, I think so we forget went, that Watson was like a top five quarterback. I mean, he he's really to, talented yeah, despite no, he, all the awful things he's accused yeah, of. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's great. But I just think you cannot underestimate this, this franchise's problems. I think the team around them. <laughs> well, that's yeah. yeah. I think you're, the team you're right around about them. Touche. I think they sold Deshaun Watson as you're entering this incredibly talented team with Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. I just don't see the pieces around him being all together. I, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep it together. I, I don't know why. The other thing too, if the argument is that Cleveland's going to catch fire and have a lot of momentum, Baltimore and Cincy look like they're they're really poised. I know they just to be beat Cincinnati, really good. Though. Yeah, but don't you think Cincy's going to look? You know, once they get Jamar Chase back, don't you think? Cincinnati looks like a real potent team second half. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But the Browns always play the Bengals really tough. Yeah, I feel like the NFC North is going to be a nasty place to play. Well, I think the, it Raven, always is. the Ravens feel like they're not going to lose again this season. And the Bengals look like <laughs> once Chase gets back, if he's healthy, oh boy. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So you're welcome to weigh in on your bold predictions for the second half of the NFL season. Uh, let's go to Carrie is in Oregon. Hey, Carrie, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. I understand yeah, I you have an issue with my top five college football quarterbacks of the moment list. Oh, yeah. I mean, those were, those were, those were elite picks, no question about it. But <laughs> Bo Nix is... Uh... Move from from the Southeast Conference to the Pac-12 looks pretty good. He's he's uh this last weekend he threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, no threw for two, ran for one and caught a touchdown pass. Yeah, how do you leave him off your list? Okay, so Carrie, I'm glad you called and I'm glad you brought this up. I looked long and hard at Bo Nix. We're all big Bo Nix fans around here. We're talking about him yesterday when we had Ryan Leaf in studio. Here's the thing. That was impressive, all the gadget plays and all the stuff that Oregon was doing. But you beat Colorado where you came into the game as a 33-and-a-half point favorite. Gary, they were supposed to shellac Colorado. Now, I do this as in the moment because it's not like a season award, but Bo Nix is having an unbelievable season. I just thought because of the opponent and all that trickery, like – I know that it, but it was windy in Colorado, but why do they need all that trickery to to just put a thumping on the Buffaloes? Are you asking me? Because actually, I just heard this. They they, they had the, the, the little coaches show and uh, the interviews last night on a on a local program, and yeah. uh, he said those aren't trick plays; those are plays they practice every week. That the offensive I mean, tackle I mean, switches numbers and they yeah. try to like fake yeah. somebody. <laughs> okay, that, that tackle I can't remember his name right now. But he was a basketball player, and they're like, we were confident, so we designed a play for him earlier in the season, and they run it multiple times every week. That's what I heard. Look, I'm not I'm not yeah. there in practice. <laughs> I'm not that big a homer. But <laughs> yeah, Josh no, Connerly is the guy. Yeah, he yeah. caught a four-yard yeah. touchdown pass. Um, apparently, it was also his birthday. Um, yeah, and he, and he came. I think he's a transfer from Nebraska, isn't he? I believe of, of course. so. Hey, uh, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. What happens if Oregon's number four and they play Georgia number one? And this will be the fifth time Bo Nix plays Georgia. That doesn't seem right. I'll bet, I'll bet you. I'll bet you Georgia only wins forty-eight to twelve. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's really honest, Carrie. Thank you so much for the call. And uh, listen, Bo Nix is on is on every watch list. I couldn't get to put him in there when they were playing the. Colorado's like the second worst team in the entire Pac-12 behind only Stanford. You can do Notre Dame. You, I think you're allowed to do whatever you want. 
it felt like a little like ganging up, you know? It was impressive what he did, but I had to consider the competition. Uh, Michael Penix for Spo Knicks this weekend. That'll be fun. See, now that could get him into my top five. Or it could get Penix in there. Or Penix. A little bit more of a fair fight. A little more <laughs> even, you know, than when you're a 33 and a half point favorite going into a game. What was the uh, SMU Tanner Mordecai spread? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but that was a close game. <laughs> It was 100 to 100. That game, what was the final? 77-63. Yeah. Man, that's that's amazing. <laughs> What's the over? So I can't even add the two of those. That's uh, 140 points. What if you came <laughs> what in? What if you took the under? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm such a moron. <laughs> the under. <laughs> so the worst half bet time, of the year. The halftime score was 35, 56 to 35. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bet like that when you're just done. The first quarter score was 21-14. Yeah, that That's was like bigger than most totals in the NFL. But this the, year. the total was probably in the in the 70s for that I'm game. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But that is that's pretty fun. Coming up, the Lakers woes go far beyond Russell Westbrook. We have Rohan Ned Carney from Sports Illustrated has done a full autopsy on the Lakers. He will join us next. We're going to get to bo- the bottom of all of this before the Lakers become completely irrelevant. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Uh, by the way, the barbecue is in the house. I repeat, the barbecue is in the house. <laughs> we couldn't find Brunswick stew, but we do have stew uh our producer here and we have a little brisket which is amazing i know someone who likes brisket by the way i know another one of our foodie friends is on the line that's rohan ned carney from sports illustrated covers the nba and wants to talk about the lakers rohan thanks so much for joining us my pleasure anytime guys 
Well, the last time we heard from Rohan, he called in to defend me that an apple fritter is indeed a donut. We're not going to rehash <laughs> that because it basically almost tore the show in half. Uh, we almost didn't recover from that one. But Rohan, we want to talk with you because you wrote this sort of like autopsy of the Lakers ever since LeBron James arrived. Just sort of how things have gone so spectacularly wrong. We all look at the Russell Westbrook trade as the reason why, but you went back even further than that. Can you pinpoint just a couple of the key moments where the Lakers just went off the rails? Absolutely, Maggie. It, it is staggering when you look back and see. It's almost like if you had a choice between two doors, the Lakers chose the wrong door five or six <laughs> times in a row. It really starts with LeBron James's first year. You remember that summer they signed guys like Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson. That team was actually pretty good. He was getting along well with those young guys early in the season, but the veterans they signed didn't help. LeBron gets hurt, and the team doesn't end up doing well. This first year in L.A., they trade Ivica Zubac, who was killing them last night, who was getting all the boards and all the points he wanted down low against Anthony Davis. They just dumped Zubac in 2019. Uh, two years ago, after coming out of the bubble with the championship, they actually built a really good team. Mark Gasol, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that was the best shooting team they had in a long time. They alienate Gasol by signing Drummond in the middle of the season. Uh, they end up not bringing back Schroeder, who ironically is back on the team now. Um, but they kind of blew up that team, even though statistically it was the best team they had in LeBron's time in Los Angeles. The real problem was injuries. They're coming off this really short COVID turnaround. It's just decision after decision. You know, the Westbrook trade you mentioned to Maggie is, is the big ticket item. It is bad, but they made many small wrong decisions along the way before they even got to Russell Westbrook. I mean, we've asked this question many times before, but who is they? Can you define they? <laughs> who makes decisions? Yeah, they, or like? is it a different answer for different moves here, or is there who do you put the blame on? No, that's a great question, Karloff. I mean, I think Polinka has Rob Polinka, who's the president of their basketball operations, has to get most of the blame. You know, Magic Johnson was there in 2018 when LeBron first signed. He quit during that first year. I think Polinka gets most of the blame. I think Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss gets blamed for enabling Rob Blinka. She gave him an extension this summer, even though he's built one of the worst rosters in the NBA. It is so hard to have Anthony Davis and LeBron James as your building blocks and build a team as bad as this one, and yet Rob Blinka got an extension. That goes on Jeannie Buss. She deserves blame there. And then LeBron and AD also deserve blame. They don't make the Russell Westwood trade without the co-signing of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think LeBron tried to wash his hands a little bit of it, but he was in favor of that trade. He thought he could make it work. That was a miscalculation on his part. So I think if you're making a blame pie, Falinka's probably got the biggest slice, but Jeannie and LeBron and AD are all, are all culpable here. Rohan Ned Carney is our guest, Sports Illustrated NBA writer, has done a deep dive on the Lakers and everything that's gone wrong. I mean, we should mention they also did win a title in the middle, but it's almost like it's sandwiched between a lot of yeah. dysfunction. And also, as you mentioned, a foodie, a blame pie. Sounds delicious, Rohan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the ingredients are. <laughs> we'll do that next Tasty Thursday. Yeah, but and Rohan's Twitter feed, I went to see the Lakers story this morning, uh, and I just saw he has the best chicken sandwich in the world. It's a picture of a Burger King chicken sandwich. <laughs> Rohan, what are you doing there? Dude, the Burger King original chicken sandwich is a classic for a reason. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing there. I, I don't know if it's just the shape. They went with that oval shape that no one yeah. else was doing. <laughs> I think it's iconic. I agree with that take. Shout out to my guy Alex Solana who who, who dropped that tweet. But I agree with him. I don't. I think all these like imitators, these spicy chicken sandwiches, 
they're not bad, but they're all competing uh, with the original chicken sandwich, in my opinion. This has been a tough food day for me personally. I was basically uh, a caller kind of insinuated that I was being an elitist because I do not eat squirrel. Um, we got to go back to the Lakers, though, and that is <laughs> – Anthony Davis, as you mentioned, between him and LeBron, the fact that you could have two guys who are this good and their teams have been uh, as inconsistent and bad as they have. We know the injuries are an issue with Davis, but Rohan, do you think that the Lakers are entertaining trade offers for him? I mean, they're two and nine right now. Only the Rockets, who are clearly tanking, have a worse record. You know, is something drastic, do you think, coming soon? Well, when you talk about mismanagement again, Maggie, it's funny because they give LeBron the extension this summer, and that's not a bad decision. You keep LeBron James on your team as long as possible. The reason I don't think that they're entertaining Anthony Davis trades just yet is because I think that's a move you make when you're ready to kind of tear this down or blow things up. I don't think the Lakers are – their MO has never been trading stars, right? It's all about how do we get more stars? How do we get more big-name players? That is what this franchise does. So I don't think they're trading Anthony Davis unless they're committed to blowing this up. But they can't even blow this up right now because LeBron is not trade eligible until the summer. Um, you know, he's under contract again through next season. He could have been a free agent this summer. So they've put themselves, they've handicapped themselves there as well, Maggie, because they're not really in a good position to blow this up either. You can't do that, even though the team is already very bad. And, you know, they've put the Pelicans in the Wembenyama sweepstakes because the Pelicans have the Lakers' first round pick next summer. I don't. As bad as the optics are already, I don't think they can afford to go through a tanking season, trade Davis, try to recruit draft picks while LeBron is still on the team. I don't think that's an option. So I I don't think they're seriously entertaining it yet. Have they probably had a conversation? You know, was there maybe some kind of AD for KD conversation that some people had at some point until the Nets started looking decent again here? Probably, but I don't think there's been any serious conversations uh, just yet. It's just too complicated uh, to start going down a path of breaking this team up. So, Rohan, what are the goals then? You can't tank for a pick because New Orleans has it. Uh, is it just so, and I don't think getting deep in the playoffs is realistic at this point. Now LeBron has yeah. a groin injury. Yeah, we, yeah. Exactly. It feels like it'd be a great time to tank, but they can't tank. <laughs> so what do they, and it also feels like they're on hold till next season. So what do you try and accomplish with this situation? you got to celebrate LeBron passing Kareem's scoring record. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. awesome. I don't know if they've got to put billboards up or you know, email blast. LeBron's this many points away. Be a part of it. I, I, they have to trade Westbrook. I know he's been a little bit better since he's come off the bench lately. But you, you need like two or three players in return for him. Can you break it up? I, they have to do something because this, this season is slipping away. They only have a few games here to turn it around. I, I just don't think this you can't tank when you have LeBron. I just don't think that's an option. I, I think that would be an even more spectacular failure than than it currently is. So I, I think it starts with trading Westbrook. I know he's become the easy scapegoat, and I give him credit. He has been, I think, effective since coming off the bench. But that's really the starting place. Whether that makes them a contender, I don't think that's realistic. But at least be respectable. Rohan, were you one of the people who thought LeBron was not telling the truth about the first time he heard Migos? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, you know, there's a lot of great Twitter threads about LeBron 
you know, let's call them half truth. Oh, we played some in- yesterday. The Godfather <laughs> one is the best. He's clearly had never seen that movie. Yeah. I, I do know that, like, the Heat, um, like, they were they were always ahead on music at that time. Like, in the locker rooms and stuff, they'd be playing, like, pretty, you know, things that had not gone fully mainstream yet. I'm choosing to believe that he got the timeline mixed up on this one. I, I think the first Migos mixtape dropped in 2011. I think he definitely wanted to be, I knew these guys before they got popular. Um, but I, I'm choosing to believe that he just got the timeline mixed up on this one. I know. I feel like LeBron ends up taking a stray because he got the timeline mixed up like everybody does. Yeah, Who remembers exactly. 2010 from 2011? I dare anybody to challenge on what was the difference between those two years. Nobody knows. No, I have this no memory. No chance. I and, do remember, by the way, LeBron made the decision in 2010, right? Yes. That is, I use that in my head as a bookmark a of <laughs> eras in the NBA. I know LeBron. <laughs> yeah, that was before and after to me. No, that's a good point. It, it set off the stage for the whole player empowerment era that we're still currently going through. Yeah. Uh, Rohan, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. We wanted to talk about the Lakers with you before they possibly become totally know, irrelevant. I want to know when I can come on this podcast and talk about the NFL MVP, Tua Tungavailoa, and the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, uh, we're running okay. out of time, Rohan. hot for first place in the AFC East. Um, you know, I just, I, I wanted, I'm ready. I'm, I'm available. Well, I'm, I'm assuming then you're a proud member of Two and On, but um, so I am someone who picked the Miami Dolphins to go to the playoffs preseason, actually the day the Tyree Kill trade was made, and I think they're good. Perloff is not sold. Wait, no, 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 no. Okay. Wait, wait, Perloff, you're going to tell me the Eagles who played a cupcake schedule that I'm sure you've been hyping up every week uh, <laughs> have yet to play a real opponent. Meanwhile, the Dolphins who've gone through injuries, multiple injuries at the quarterback position. You're going to tell me that team's not for real? You mean, wait, the team that just barely edged the Lions and the Bears the last two weeks and let the Bears score 32 points? That didn't. The defense doesn't scare didn't, you at all, Roland? the Eagles barely edge the Lions? Wasn't that a one-possession game in the fourth quarter? I don't know. I, your line is cutting out. I didn't hear that. But, <laughs> by the way, Maggie, all of a sudden, you have to up your take. If you're going to be a Dolphins backer, you can't yeah. just say they're going to make the playoffs. You have to say right now they're going to make noise in the playoffs. Rohan, isn't that what it is? Isn't that what it takes to be a Dolphins fan right now? That they're going to be take. a threat? Here's a, here's a take from the deep of the recesses of two and on. The Dolphins are going to win the AFC East, okay? The, Listen, I don't want to hear Rohan. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a Josh they're Allen gonna injury. Go <laughs> they're going to go into Buffalo and take the division. Uh, in December. That's a take for you guys. Man, I, I can't. I got Josh Allen's elbow updates are not coming <laughs> fast enough for me right now. Everything in Buffalo and with all the Bills fans is totally disarray. How dare you come in and kick us while we're down? Uh, and I'm scared you're right. <laughs> well, you know what, Rohan? If the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl, you're going to come to Arizona with us. We're going to get Burger King chicken sandwiches, <laughs> and it's going to be a party. And celebrate. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. I'm looking forward. <laughs> That'd right. be fun. I am too. Rohan, appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, guys. Take care. All right. Appreciate that. Yeah. And had to get the Lakers combo in before the Lakers become totally irrelevant, which yeah. I'm worried about. We're holding on by a thread. We're like, we better do this today. The yeah. Two and nine. They lost the Clippers last night. LeBron's hurt. Like, we. when are we ever, are we going to have a Lakers conversation in two weeks? Right. Wasn't growing his fake injury in 2021 for him to sit <laughs> on the side? <laughs> I can't remember. Faking injuries. He's got a scoring title to chase. Why do you want to fake injuries oh, I just, now? Because I thought he was just trying to save it all till Bronny gets, gets to the NBA. Oh. Uh, break the record with Bronny on the team? Well, just save his energies because he knows he wants to hang out for, for Bronny, right? Yeah.
No, that's going to happen. I, I still believe that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we will give you the one thing you must watch for tonight. Barn burner. Panthers, Wait, Falcons. We are? I can't. I'm going to hold on for this. <laughs> You're going to. You better have answers for this. <laughs> the one thing that we're watching for tonight? Yes. I mean, we better bet some significant money to keep tuned into this, this get, game. Get cracking. We're going to tell you in just a moment. Don't move. Time for a CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. All right. Now, we kid, we make fun, we joke around. Oh, Panthers, Falcons tonight. We all know we're going to watch it. We're going to tune in. So let's talk about how we want to make it a little bit more interesting, Perloff. So the line actually just recently changed. It was Falcons favored by two and a half for most of the week, and it just changed to Falcons minus three. I still would bet the Falcons here. I would lay the three. I think this is going to be kind of a one-sided, despite the close spread. I actually think the Falcons are going to – I don't think this is going to be that close. Ooh, Sorry, game in Carolina, by the way. Did I mention that? Yeah, you know, the – the three-point spread in I know. Uh, Carolina, you know, that usually helps the home team. Of course it does. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Falcons here, too, but a little more grudgingly. More grudgingly? Yes, I think that's how you sure. say it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as confident that this isn't going to be anything but a really ugly sort of slog win for Atlanta, which will be really close around three. I do like a player prop a lot. What's up? So... Falcons rookie receiver Drake London has become a hot name yeah. because everyone thinks he's going to have a second. He hasn't done anything. I mean, his numbers are terrible. He's plus 290 to score a touchdown tonight. And I'm trying to trade for him on my fantasy team, too, because it seems like they finally woke up to the fact that it's too late for Kyle Pitts. They're never going to realize they have Kyle Pitts. But Drake London. <laughs> I don't looks, know why they don't. Understand. He looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. The USC rookie. I'm all about him. Long odds. So I'm going to put it a little, little bit there. Uh, and also, I kind of like the, uh, what was the over-under? 41 and a half. 41 and a half. Wasn't it 40 at one point? Okay. Uh, yeah, under. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under, too. Betting unders, just like this whole season, has uh, been beneficial. So, laying the three of the Falcons, betting the under. You like the prop of Drake London as an anytime touchdown scorer. I like. I think the Mariota rushing over prop seems kind of no-brainery to me. 32 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, the fact that also the left tackle for the Atlanta Falcons, Jake Matthews, been there forever. So apparently his wife went into labor today. They're having their first child. So he flew from Carolina back to Atlanta, but they're expecting him for the game. I mean, I know it's a close flight, but like he's going to do that in the day. Go yeah. watch your kid Wait, get born and then come pushing back. people around. So it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. What time was the baby <laughs> left born? tackle too? He's out there on an Island. <laughs> I don't know what time the baby was born. I'm sure we'll find out tonight. So I used to do a lot of travel in that little corridor. Because uh, when I was at ESPN College Football Thursday, we would go, you'd either fly out of Carolina or you'd yep. fly out of Atlanta. Did that drive from the Atlanta airport because I missed my flight to Carolina 500 times. Okay. I, I don't, the flight itself, you're in the air for literally 15 minutes. Okay. So, I didn't realize it was that close. Oh, you were in the air for, it's so close. But, but... It's not even actually, it's cool that it's close. Like, this could never happen if they were playing the Rams or something. But if the idea, the energy, that, the idea that you would go from the delivery room to then, like, blocking 
<laughs> the Panthers just seems like a wild. That's a that's a major head rush. Well, I mean, first of all, the plan the, the mistake started. You're an NFL player. You cannot have a baby in November. <laughs> I love you, how people think you can plan this thing to a T. Uh, I think there are a lot of players who would just skip the birth. I uh, think that happens all, especially quarterback. I think that that has happened. First child, though, and I'm a second child saying this. I mm-hmm. I realize. I mean, I think First everyone child, there was when yeah, I was there. Before. I think everyone was there, but I don't know. You're the four and five Atlanta Falcons. It's not like. Uh... Yeah, it's like, Daddy, why did you miss the day I was born? It's like, well, we had this real barn burner with the two and six Carolina Panthers. Yeah. You're not going to tell your kid the record of the team you played the day you missed his birth. I mean, they can look it up. So, okay. They're going to have the internet. You're right. You're right. It's ridiculous to miss a birth for. But if it was a playoff game, come on. You're skipping the birth, right? If it's a playoff game, I know Maggie's a woman. Sorry, the Panthers are two and seven. Yeah, I wouldn't have a choice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to skip the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would really be something. Uh, yeah, I, I think if it's a playoff game or a Super Bowl, yeah. you could understand that, right? Um, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be out here. Give me the woman's <laughs> perspective. I think that's not going to go over well. Just saying. <laughs> I don't. I would say I would keep that opinion probably to yourself. No, no, no. Fans all over are going to support me. <laughs> You're probably right. This are you point- kidding me? We all support the teams. We don't care what it's some random person how they experience their birth. That's the last <laughs> thing anybody cares about. No, just are you going to be there to create more running space for well, that, Patterson? Take a look at me. It's obvious I'm not playing pro sports, so this is not a dilemma. I've you ever had, had no reason to skip the birth. No, I, I had <laughs> Both of them. no reason. I mean, maybe covering a Super Bowl, which would have been the... I never even would have gotten away with that. That would have been hard to sell as well. Uh, this portion of the show is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code MMP to get in on the action. Actually, this brings up a show debate that happened a little bit early on in the show. There's a story about this mom of a five-year-old little boy who's getting all this backlash now on social media. Where else? Because... Her five-year-old wanted to go to Hooters for his birthday party, and she took him. And I think about this like, (laughs) why wouldn't you take the kid? I don't understand why the mom is receiving backlash here. It's like, it's a restaurant. I get it, and I understand what the whole appeal is to Hooters. I'm not dumb. But the kid's five. (laughs) I mean, what are you going to say no? Why? Why? You think he's really understanding everything that's going on? Like this is this is inappropriate for a so, kid? Come on, it's like girls in a tight T-shirt. He's a five-year-old. So we had this big discussion in the break. Yeah. I swear, and I just googled it too. Hooters totally rebranded themselves. <laughs> Sorry, barbecue. Choked up. Yeah, yeah, they totally rebranded themselves to like an Olive Garden type family restaurant. Don't you guys remember this? Now Hooters is like a Chili's. Oh, did yeah. you say Hooters is like Chili's and Olive Garden? Yes, it's a family restaurant. I've been now. to the wrong Olive Garden. <laughs> When's the last time you Those were there? Those were different back then. Yeah, where your parents went. That uh, wasn't that cool. That's not the right one. Yeah. The one down the street, maybe. Uh no, When's the last Perloff. time you were there? I th- I think it's okay, a different I, place so altogether. I have I have been I haven't been to a Hooters super recently, but we did a draft show there 2018. It was the last time I was at a Hooters. And yeah, I mean, I oh, noticed. the one in Times Square. Yeah, we did a draft, I, we did a draft show, there. show there too. Yeah, it was fun. It was a normal restaurant. There was maybe the uniforms were slightly skimpy. They weren't even that skimpy. No, I know it's not like it's not a strip club. It's Hooters, but that's my <laughs> point. I wouldn't understand why if your five year old asked you to go to Hooters, do you th- really think like, oh my gosh, that's so inappropriate? No, they have no idea. They I, have I understand. No clues. Your point. Send them. 
Well, Maybe kid- it's because I'm the I'm now the mother of a son who I would do anything if he asked me to. If it was Hooters, I'd be like, great. This saves me on a whole birthday party. Uh, does everyone go to Hooters? If the kid asked to go to Hooters, like, hey, mama, I want to go to Hooters. Like, <laughs> he probably knows what's going on there. And he's like, you know, I, you know, like little kids, they get very curious. I think at a certain point, like, you know, maybe just take the Hooters out. If he wants the wings, just, you know, bring it back home. Hooters takeout is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I mean, no offense to the wings and stuff, but, like, really? You're not? Okay. I mean, what's what's the line for a five-year-old? Now, if he was, like, nine, would you take him? Is five, like, too young? He doesn't get it, and, like, nine, maybe he shouldn't go? I'd take him anytime. I, I would take him anytime. See, the thing is, too, a five-year-old's not just going to out of the blue be like, I want to go to Hooters. Clearly, the kid's been there before. So <laughs> I'd probably talk to dad on that one because somehow <laughs> the kid knew to ask to go to Hooters. So I don't know if the mom should be getting the backlash here. If, you know what I mean? Okay. So they in 2019, they they have a group of family-friendly friendly, sorry restaurants called Hoots, which is the family. Oh, it's family, an offshoot? It's, yes, it's the family <laughs> portion. It's called Hoots. Here's the article from People.com. Iconic restaurant chain Hooters. Restaurant. <laughs> it's pretty clever. It's doing what Is it, it can to stay relevant. And in 2019, that means swapping orange booty shorts for khakis. <laughs> Famous for its wings and scantily clad waitresses, the restaurant is attempting to branch into more family-friendly territory with the expansion of Hoots, the company's new fast casual dining chain, like Owl's. <laughs> Today, today reported. That's always something. Uh, today reported <laughs> yeah. the, t- the Today Show. Uh, You're gonna read the whole press release yeah, here. I mean, all right, we got it. But uh, yeah, so he wants to go to Hoots. He's an owl fan. <laughs> so if the kid went to Hoots, that's fine. <gasps> Too bad. Too, it's like so you get you just swap out the orange booty shorts, but do they have to go to khakis? Can you get something in between? Because <laughs> all of a sudden you have to be like Jim Harbaugh over yes. there with a the sweatshirt tucked in and the play sheet and everything just. Down the front Oversized of the flannels. Ugh. Yeah, probably. Do you guys see, remember the Adam Sandler movie where he was married, his late wife worked at Hooters? Big and, Daddy. No, oh, it was Big Daddy as well? Well, Big Daddy is where uh, John Stewart's girlfriend, wife, fiance worked at Hooters. Oh, and now she's right. a lawyer. But that's um, Leslie Mann. It was Leslie yeah. Mann. Right, and also the one where he went to Africa. Remember his wife worked at Hooters? Gosh, somehow, blended. <laughs> yes, blended. Are we noticing a trend here with these yeah. Sandler movies? That was, that was a Drew Barrymore, <laughs> Adam Sandler movie. Like, those two go together like peanut butter and jelly. And apparently Hooters. Because yeah. Hooters makes its <laughs> way <laughs> peanut jelly butter jelly and jelly and Hooters. Hooters. Sounds like a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I'm Maybe just they serve one at Hoots, probably. He gets Hooters in almost every movie. <laughs> I did not realize that. And do you think he's doing it because it's a family restaurant? He did have a monkey dressed up as a Hooters waitress. Yeah, I think Sandler, clearly we get it. He's a boob guy. <laughs> we figured it out. Uh, it only took 10 movies. And so is this five-year-old. <laughs> and so is this kid. He's a little Adam <laughs> good, Sandler in training. Good for him. <laughs> I didn't understand. Why is the mom getting back last year? Come on. Because she wanted to have a nice five-year-old birthday party for was her Was it kid? like a whole party? Did she invite like other little kids? And Was there, was there a pony in the Hooners? Like, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? A clown shows up. He's like, this is the best <laughs> gig ever. Thank you. Finally, been going to parks and jimborees <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> I think that mom's cool. She deserves like uh, I don't know, a couple free wings or something. Anyway, tonight's game: Carolina, Atlanta. Do we even have a good college game tonight? Let's see what is. Uh... I know USC plays tomorrow. I don't know if we even get a good college game tonight. I don't know. This has been a fun show though. 
We've had Rohan Ned Carney who joined us. We had, of course, Mike Golick Jr. who joined us talking a little bit about Notre Dame. If you ever miss any part of the Maggie and Perloff show, you are uh, welcome to download our podcast. Also, oh, I want to do this quickly before we go. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ken Newby. Ken reached out to us. He said, for us OCD types, could someone add two O's to the food slice of the wheel or whatever is sitting in front of us? Ken, we hear you. We see you. We're going to fix it right now. We're going to make sure. Well, we are going to make sure those two O's get put on for you. Thank you for your attention to detail. We appreciate it. We promise we're going to fix it now. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.